fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Wolf back. What's going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street. RotoStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you fantasy wolves here with your week nine rankings rundown, going through all the guys I'm higher on. We'll go through every player real quick, hitting a blurb on how they've been performing, what you can expect this upcoming week, going against the fantasy points against all that good stuff, all that analysis that you love. Uh, so come on in. We'll go ranking. We'll go position by position again, talking about everybody. We'll pull those on in now. Although there is some crazy news, I mean, crazy news throughout the day, not just in terms of the rankings right now, uh, but ultimately in terms of, hold on one sec, bringing in, remove that. In terms of Aaron Rodgers, the biggest impact of this week, he is going to be out because of COVID-19, unvaccinated. He was thought he was vaccinated. I don't know what BS was. The guy isn't playing this week. That's what it comes down to. We don't need to get into what else was going on. Should he have been vaccinated? Absolutely, he should have. He's the face of a, a franchise. But let's get into what should you do now if you had Aaron Rodgers. I personally have Aaron Rodgers in my main league. I have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. That's been fun with COVID-19. Let's talk about how you can replace this guy this week. My number one option to replace Aaron Rodgers would be Taysom Hill. 22% rostered. He's only 3% rostered entering today, but ultimately is now up to 22%. And I think he is my favorite option at this point to replace him. He'll average 21.6 fantasy points per game last year across his four starts. He was the QB six in that span behind only Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Tannehill. Some pretty good company, certainly in those top three, to be among. 21 points per game would also happen right in the top eight QBs of this year. He also leads over the last 10 years all quarterbacks in fantasy points per dropback, 0.94. Elite efficiency, insane Konami upside. It's kind of like Jalen Hurts, just a bit more accuracy. Don't forget, this guy completed over 70% of his passes while starting. I know he gets the rub as just a running quarterback that occasionally makes it. This guy had 70% completion rate. Not bad at all. Yes, they were clearly designed like high percentage throws, but Sean Payton, who better to command the offense than him to design it around Taysom Hill? Granted, this guy is not guaranteed to be the starter yet. He did practice today, but Nick Underhill, one of our favorite beat writers out there, did say there was no clear indication of what the Saints QB plan is going to be this week. So we don't know quite yet what it is. Trevor Simeon took some reps with the ones. Taysom Hill apparently rotated throughout. We don't know yet. So it's not like a locked in Taysom Hill QB one set and forget. But if he is the guy, if he gets endorsed as the starter, we know just how high this upside is. Never mind the fact that he's facing Atlanta, who he roasted for 28.8 and 27.9 fantasy points in the two games against them last year. He was the QB3 and QB8 in those two games. Across his three starts, or four starts rather, QB3, QB13, QB8, QB11. Top 12, a QB1, and three of four starts, and just outside the radar. And that was an 18-point day where he fell out of it. 
Very high floor, enormous ceiling. You got the matchup. You got all that good stuff. So if you need an Aaron Rodgers replacement plan, this might be your top guy for it. Should he be gone or you want a little bit of safety? I think one of the safe, safest options this week to replace Aaron Rodgers would be two attacks. 45% rostered, so there's a decent chance he might already be taken for you. But if not, they have attempted the Dolphins 126 passes across their last three games since two were returned. That's 42 attempts per game. That is massive volume. I believe that's the most in the NFL across these last three spans, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, we saw Tua get swallowed up against the Bills defense. You know, they they pressure better than anybody, and that's where Tua has really struggled. 49% completion rate and four interceptions when facing pressure. But good news, the Texans are third worst in pressure rate right now. They are prehistoric and Lovey Smith's tendencies here. So in a plus matchup, and we've seen two plus matchups in his last three games, Tua was the QB 10 against Jacksonville, the number one QB against Atlanta with four touchdowns. I think we see another top 10 performance for Tua, certainly safer than Taysom Hill. And if he's out there, I'd probably have him on the roster right now. If we know Taysom's starting, he's still my preference, but I would have no problem with you going with Tua. And he also has great Great matchups in your fantasy playoffs should anything happen with Aaron Rodgers moving forward. A quality option. Should he not be out there, though? Let's give you a couple much more widely available guys, and then we'll get on into the rankings. But, of course, this is huge news again, this Aaron Rodgers replacement plan. I think Tyrod Taylor on the other side of that matchup could sneakily, at only 6% rostered, be one of the top QBs. I'm plus 7 on him in ECR this week. I have him right in my top 15 QBs. He had 24 fantasy points in week one. He was on pace for 34 fantasy points in week two. This offense was a glove-like fit for him with the Ravens. Uh, I mean, with the uh, offensive coordinator, David Culley, coming from the Ravens. We also know Tyrod Taylor played under Greg Roman, who is obviously currently with the Ravens. They put in this like run-centric, but all-over-the-place play-action pass attack. And Tyrod's been thriving. He completed uh, 70.5% of his throws, 416 yards and three touchdowns in a quarter and a half. Very solid stats there for Tyrod Tyler to start the year. 122.9 passer rating. More importantly, what we love about the guy for fantasy, rushing upside. He already had 56 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown on the season so far. And again, just a full game and a half. The guy has elite upside, really, truly. He was a QB 11 in week one, was the QB 20 on just a half of action. And again, 34 points would have made him the QB two that week should he have played it out at that insane efficiency that he was doing. Definitely a very solid place. Never mind the, the fact that Miami, since week five, has allowed, on average, 339 passing yards, two and a half touchdowns through the air per game, giving up the most points to quarterbacks since week five. Over the course of the year, the third most points to QBs. A very solid matchup for a guy that has played at a very high level for fantasy purposes so far this year. You want to not risk him, though, coming off the IR? Okay, what about Mike White Lightning over there for the New York Jets? 405 passing yards in his first career start. Started off with 12 straight completions. Looked insanely good. Certainly better than Zach Wilson. Had this offense moving at a great rate. He's only 8% rostered right now. And three touchdowns, 405 yards, now gets an indie defense that's given up the 10th most points to signal callers. They are bottom five in PFS coverage grades. You get a little bit of Thursday night football juice. Nobody hates that. I am a little bit nervous that this guy that could get some pressure on him, Indy. And I, I can't say I fully believe in this guy. I certainly have more faith in Tyrod. 
there is the risk that Tyrod might not be out there. And again, Taysom Hill, both guys have some question marks for their Sunday availability. Although Tyrod has been labeled day to day, he's taken first team reps throughout practice. My guess is that he's out there as is Taysom Hill, but if you don't want to wait it out, you want to just get some action in there and see what happens. I think Thursday night, you got a nice dice roll there in Mike White. And last but not least, why not talk about Jordan Love, the immediate replacement, the immediate fill-in for Aaron Rodgers. Only 7% rostered. You got the best possible matchup, or I guess second best. They're giving up the second most fantasy points per game. Kansas City is against the quarterback position. And then we got Jordan Love. He's got Devontae Adams most likely back. Not official yet, but should be back. This week, you got Aaron Jones out of the backfield. We've seen do an insane Alvin Kamara impression whenever uh, Devontae Adams is out. So you got that nice weaponry around him, a good solid line to keep him upright. And there's a little bit of Konami upside here. 87th percentile burst score, corner player profiler. 75th percentile speed score with a 4.7440. The guy can run. You can definitely, you got the, the team run back there with the Mahomes. And yeah, they, the Chiefs haven't been anything elite. This year, I don't know what's happened to them, but an awful Green Bay secondary since Jair Alexander went down. I imagine Pat Mahomes could and should get it cooking, and that is never a bad thing for your quarterback on the opposing side. So all three of these quarterbacks, I should note, uh, Mike White, Lightning, Jordan Love, and Tyrod Taylor are all on the road. Tua is at home, and so again, I think the safest option of all of these guys, uh, as is, I believe, Taysom Hill against Atlanta. I think they're at home as well. Uh, so... Keep that in mind, but ultimately that's not going to sway the decision. Those again, just to summarize one more time, Taysom Hill first, then Tua, uh, and Tua certainly the safest if you just want a floor, net number two, but most likely to be uh, rostered already in your league. Number three, I got Tyrod Taylor. Number four, I got Mike White Lightning. And then number five, I got Jordan Love at 7% rostered uh, as the, the potential replacement plans for Aaron Rodgers. Let me know what your order is. As I said, I don't even have mine fully locked in yet. I got to figure this out. So if you have another guy, I, I know Mac Jones is out there in a lot of leagues. I prefer the five I've already talked about to him. Same idea with Baker Mayfield. No, thank you. But let me know what you guys think of the five options I've presented or any other replacement plans. Would love to know. Cause I, again, have to make a decision and I'd love any input that you guys have here. Alrighty folks, enough about Aaron Rodgers in this horrible COVID situation that we've got. And again, I have the Rogers Devonte Adams stack. COVID has just been an absolute kick to the balls since this has happened. Let's now bring in though my rankings here and we'll cover uh, probably not as in depth. Some of these QBs we already talked about, but we'll talk about the position as a whole, starting at the top with Josh Allen. He's got you know, over 30 fantasy points in two of his last three, 29 last week, as you can see, 37, 30, 29 QB one, one and four. There's nobody near the guy, especially when you got Jacksonville giving up a top 10 to quarterbacks and points allowed there. He's in a tier by himself, in my opinion. That's how you can see if I ranked. Then we got your QB ones, the guys that can change the slate. I got Lamar Jackson at number two, right in line with the ECR. Minnesota, pretty good, but we just saw Cooper Rush running all over these guys. So wait till you see what Lamar does against them, but also throwing, uh, how many did Mike White have? Like over 300, if I'm not mistaken. Solid matchup for Lamar, fresh off the bye. Uh, Rashad Bateman kind of coming into his own. Really like that play. Of course, you don't need to sell you on Lamar. You also got Maddie Stafford facing Tennessee, uh, who's giving up the seventh most points to QB. They also have some weaponry. The one issue with Stafford is when they've gotten up so big that he doesn't play the third quarter. He usually has 25 by then. You might now get a full game of the guy for once, though, given that they actually, on the other side, Tennessee can likely keep pace. You know, No Derrick Henry, that's going to obviously – caused some shifts in that offense, but 
you assume that they could potentially keep pace with these Rams here, which would be at Stafford, even more upside. Soft matchup like he's been facing, but actually might play the whole game. That'd be nice. Uh, we do have to take Aaron Rodgers out, which I had taken him out. I don't know why it's showing him still here in my rankings. So why don't we go backwards, folks, and we'll go to the rankings tool. But I had definitely taken him out. But let me pull up the uh, Fantasy Pros. It's where I do my rankings here. For whatever reason, it did not publish. I, I had it right before the uh, the show. So my number four was Aaron Rodgers. Would have been a nice matchup, of course. Of course, now he's on the, the bench for me. But let's go to quarterbacks here. And I can make some adjustments as we talk uh, live here. But these have been set already. So, well, yeah, I did X out of them. So Pat Mahomes got the bump up for whatever reason that did not uh, did not publish. I don't know why. Uh, but, hey, what can you do? So I do have Patty Mahomes at four. A little bit lower on the guy, though, than the ECR, considering uh, that he really just, one, hasn't been that good these last few weeks. Pat Mahomes, uh, quarterback seven, then 22, then 17, 13 in week five against Buffalo. He's had some light matchups against Tennessee and the Giants. Uh, nine and 15 fantasy points in those. That's not what you're hoping for. That's not what you're looking for. Certainly discouraging there. But it's Bill Pat Mahomes. I don't know. I think I'm actually going to bump him down the more I think about this, given that Green Bay is not going to be humming it nearly as much as they, they would have been otherwise. So I'm going to bump him down there, as you can see, to QB5 maybe. I, I don't know what to make of Kyler either. It starts to get pretty ugly at quarterback pretty fast. Uh, so at this point, as you can see, only just a couple options in those like locked-in, high-end, elite QB1s. And then we're getting into the, the remaining QB1s. Dak, always a good bet. Um, as you can see, 27, 22, 28, QB seven, 11, three as high of a floor and ceiling, assuming he's out there, he's been practicing in full. He should be good to go. Now, Kyler Murray, a bit of a risk 26, 22, but then 11, he's got that, those 26 and 22 point days sandwiched between 14 and 11 point days. Uh, definitely a little riskier than, uh, he, he's come to be now, San Fran, they are putting up some points that should be a, a potential divisional shootout. But I feel like these divisional games, the coaches know themselves, know each other so well that it ends up being uh, towards the under almost always. So I don't know how I feel about that. Um, ah, it, it's sketchy. It's risky. As is Justin Herbert. Uh, yes, he's had some huge booms, but he's had some big busts too. So I have him here at eight minus two ECR, you know, 43 day against Cleveland. He's had 12 and 16 in his last two games, 22 and QB 15 in that span. Nothing special. And Philly's not like a cakewalk matchup for quarterbacks. They're giving up the 27th, so you know fifth fewest points to the QB position. That's uh, a little bit sketchy. Not you know, Herbert should be fine, and, and certainly with four teams on by, as we uh, should have said at the top: Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks, Bucks, and football team. I mean, there's only so many options to go around. So yeah, Herbert, you know, top eight. But as you can see, minus two ECR. Not my lock smash play that many would assume. As you can see, though, much higher on Taysom Hill. We already talked about him at length at the top, but again, 21.5 points per game in his starts. The QB6 in that span, the most points of the last lacrosse the last 10 years, eight fancy points per drop back, elite efficiency, great Konami upside, not a lock to be playing and starting quite yet, but that seems to be trending the right way. And then Joe Burrow at QB10 uh, and Jalen Hurts or QB9 and QB10, kind of rounding the, these out here, um, as you can see. 
So I have uh, Burrow a little bit lower. I, the Cleveland Browns have been very generous to signal callers, so I might be mistaken here by being three three below ECR on here, certainly considering that he's had 20 or more in five straight weeks, 22, 20, 24, 28, 21. I mean, the guy's a beast. There's no way around it. I think I might be actually a little too low on Joe Burrow. Certainly if Baker Mayfield in this team can keep pace, and we know that this offense is actually significantly better without OBJ. I don't know how, I don't know why, but that is just the case. So ultimately, uh, you got to like Joe Burrow in a potential shootout with Cleveland. They had a huge shootout last year. Then you got Jalen Hurts, who's had over 20 in every single game. He's been a top 10 QB in every single game, other than when he faces Detroit. Go figure. Now, that's why I'm a little bit lower is what what figures there? What gives? Why was he lower against Detroit? Well, they did run the ball over 36 times. Uh, who knows? It just took a Miles Sanders injury to start running the ball. I mean, it makes sense. Go figure. Uh, I still think he's going to be great, but the Chargers have limited quarterbacks to the fourth fewest points. Uh, they will certainly have the defense that takes away any type of passing upside, which isn't why you're playing Hurts in the first place. They are very generous to running backs. So I imagine that translates a little bit to running QBs, you know, bad run D for running backs is probably bad run D against QBs. So I do think there could be some rushing upside. Let me just look actually real quick at how many rushing yards they've given up to quarterbacks yards. The most rushing yards per game to QBs is the Packers. Then the chiefs. That's pretty nice for uh, Jordan love again. 49ers. So where do the chargers rank on this list? They right in the middle of the pack, like 15 in terms of rushing yards. So that's not like anything special, but I think Hertz will run all over them. Then you're looking at like you know, the QB twos with some upside here. We talked about Tua, QB 10 and QB one before facing Buffalo, who gives up the fewest points to quarterbacks. Pretty forgivable that he had a, a bottom 20 game that week. I do think Tua can rebound against a uh, Houston team, give up the six most points at home with 42 pass attempts per game these last three since he returned. Love him. Love Derek Carr in a top 15 matchup against the Giants. Uh, he's thrown, I believe, for 300 in like all but two games. So I scrolled down a little bit too much there. Um, so we got, yeah, 300 in all but two games, 300 or more. Uh, and since the John Gruden's out, he's got 340, 323, 22 and 20 fantasy points, QB 11, QB 13. And now his easiest matchup since Gruden's been fired. Definitely into uh, him for sure this coming week. Uh, and then you got Tyrod Taylor. We already raved about QB 14. Clearly I'm higher than most plus nine on the ECR. I, I thought I was only seven plus nine ECR, but rushing upside uh, was on pace for 34. His last time out had 24 the week before. Both would have fallen well inside your top 12 at QBs. The only quarterback to average 20 points per game other than five other guys. There's some real upside here, and Miami's given up the third most on the season, most points across uh, since week five. I think Tyrod's a, an unbelievable dart throw with some upside this week. Kirk Cousins, Baltimore, not the best of matchups, and he's been a little bit dicey. Um, you know, the last week, what did he have, like 13 fantasy points, the QB 21? Week before that, QB 29 against Carolina, one of the better pass tees, go figure. But then 11 and 14 the two weeks before that, so under 15. And three of his last four, that's a little bit risky, especially against a Baltimore team that struggled to begin the year, but now 16th, so in the middle of the pack, and over the last few have been particularly tough against the position. I might bump him down a little bit now that I'm thinking about this. Uh, Kirk Cousins. 
I don't know. Not into it. Not not trying to stream this guy this coming week. But I don't hate Daniel Jones against the Raiders. I think that game has sneaky shootout upside. The Raiders do have a good pasty. They are limiting signal callers. Uh, let me where did where did I have that stat? The Raiders. So twentieth in terms of points allowed. So you know eleventh fewest points. Not like a you must avoid it type of matchup. Um, Daniel Jones. He does have that rushing upside, but it's been on lockdown. So seventeen. And 17 fantasy points, five and seven before that. There is a very low floor. Uh, we cannot ignore that fact. He had, he had a bunch of you know, 21, 29, 17, 28 to start the year. Some real heavy upside there, but we haven't seen that in a few weeks. Weaponry is kind of dinged up. Uh, I think I'm talking myself out of Daniel Jones the more and more I think about him. That's because I also do like Ryan Tannehill with no Derrick Henry. Yes, the play action, that's going to take a big hit but I do think they're going to lean on his arm a bit more. It is a tough secondary to lean on. I really do like uh, Carson Wentz, though, this week against the Jets. They just got destroyed by Burrow. Uh, their pasty has been actually better. It's a clear-cut run funnel. But Wentz has 23-17, 20-20 in his last four games. He's been a top-12 quarterback in those three games above 20, so three of his last four. I wouldn't be shocked to see that again. Probably the best streamer. Uh, outside of Tua and, and Tyrod Taylor for me. Still out there in a fair amount of leagues. And then you're getting into, come on, like you really need these guys. I am going to bump up Mike White. I think even ahead of Teddy Bridgewater, despite the Cowboys giving up the 10th most points, and uh, Indy is giving up uh, right there in top 10 as well. I'd rather have Mike White slinging that rock around after a 400-yard, three TD day. Not really into Garoppolo. Give me the rushing upside of Justin Fields. If you're getting this low, it's getting pretty ugly. If none of these guys, again, Tyrod is likely, likely there for you. Jordan Love, likely there for you in a great matchup against Kansas City. He's given up the second most points to the position uh, with some great weaponry for Love, with some Konami upside. Those guys, you don't need to look at these other ones. That's what you got to look at for your QB position. Let us move now to the running back position. Thanks again, guys, so much for being here. I haven't even already begged yet, but if you didn't already, give this a thumbs up, a like. That helps us get out to more people. Get your sit starts in. Looks like we have about 16 already. Love to see it. Keep that mailbag growing. We'll be with you guys in about, let's call it 30 more minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll get through the rest of these and then get to your questions. Week nine quarterback rankings. Let's get on over there. I mean, our running back rankings. So we got Jonathan Taylor at the top. I mean, the Jets, what a joke of an absolute match. I think that they're the, by far, the most points allowed to running backs. It was Detroit kind of neck and neck with them for a little while. The Jets have pulled away since then. Uh, they're giving up well over 30, 32 half PPR points per game, nearly 36 carries and uh, and catches per game, touches in total. Love Jonathan Taylor. Only a close second to Austin Eckler here in my rankings. And I'm surprisingly your plus six ECR with having Eckler at two. I don't know why. I don't know how. In terms of points per game, he's right up there. I guess it's now up to plus two, so not as drastically high of him, but 17, 27, 28, a six-point dud before the bye, but then 18. So, I mean, there's a lot of upside here. And 18 was a tough matchup against the Pats. Now he gets the Eagles, who are giving up the third most points to the running back position, 26 per game, uh, 7.6 receptions per game. That is the third most. That's obviously where Eckler has his bread buttered. I love Austin Eckler this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook, certainly not too far behind, though. If they've any way to move the ball against Baltimore, it has been through the run, the seventh most points 
two running backs, uh, giving up a decent amount of chunk yards to the position. Coming off a dud week, I do think Dalvin has a lot of upside to get these things rolling. I mean, Najee Harris, my number one on the rest of the season big board. Chicago's defense is nothing to fear. They're more susceptible to receivers. They're giving up the fourth most to receivers. But still, their tackling is pretty damn atrocious. I, I think the Bears are a fine matchup here for Najee Harris, who's just averaging the most expected fancy points per game because of his just absurd receiving usage. Uh, what did we get last week? Only three receptions and three targets, but a man, 19-7-5-7 the weeks before that. They just didn't need to run him uh, as, as a receiver, but he did have 26 rush attempts. He's had 23, 24, and 26 across his last three games. Fucking insane. This is Le'Veon Bell all over again, uh, but just younger and spryer at this point. So good quality matchup uh, for Najee Harris. I'm plus two ECR, and I don't know how or why he should be uh, in everybody's top five. Aaron Jones right below him, uh, Kansas City. Bad defense just in general. 14th most points allowed to running back, so uh, not as good of a matchup. But Aaron Jones, with no Aaron Rodgers, should become the focal point of this pass attack. So big fan of him. Um, Alvin Kamara, I'm a little bit lower on ECR. Minus four when I have him here at six. He's the second in the rankings. Why? Well, Taysom Hill. He averaged 14 points per game with Taysom Hill. Was like the running back, I think, 20 in that. He was by far the running back one otherwise, where he averaged 28 points per game when Drew Brees was on the field last year. It was a drastic drop-off, two and a half receptions per game with Taysom Hill compared to seven and a half receptions per game with Drew Brees. That's pretty drastic. So I, obviously you're starting Kamara. I'm not saying bench the guy, but just be ready for this guy to drop from like elite running back one to mid-range RB2 potentially. That's what happened last year. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical, a little bit nervous. Just grab my water bottle while I'm talking. So going to need to hydrate at times during the show. This is a uh, marathon of one when you talk about every player. Zeke Elliott against Denver. Not a great matchup. Denver is 21st in terms of points allowed, but it's Zeke. He's going to be fine as long as Dak's out there. Uh, high floor. I do think Nick Chubb could have a huge rebound week. Very into him, plus one ECR, so not quite as high uh, in terms of like above the ECR, but I really think you know, since he gave him the 12th most points, very easy to run on that team. I think Nick Chubb could have a field day. Just very disappointing, though, to see only one target last week. They insist at, at not using him as a receiver, despite how good he is at it. Joe Mixon, Cleveland's run D is allowing the fifth fewest, but just a four, workhorse in every sense of the word. Uh, he's got over 20 fantasy points in two of his last three. Running back five, 19, and three across his last three games. I mean, and and one of those was a little bit of an injury dinged up situation where he split the workload. You gotta love Joe Mixon. It's a tough matchup. The guy's gonna get it done in a tough, hard fought game. And minus two ECR on Daryl Henderson. But I mean, there's nothing to be against him. It's just that I like a couple other guys that are ranked by the experts below him a little bit more. It's nothing against Daryl Henderson. Tennessee is significantly better against the run than they are the pass but that doesn't mean they're good. You know, 23rd against the run, whereas it's seven most points allowed to QBs still. Henderson's having a field day. He's averaging the most expected touchdowns per game. Beast in every sense of the word. Eli Mitchell clocking in. So these are like your elite RB1s. Now we're getting into like high-end RB2s, acceptable RB1s in bye week uh, misery here. If you you have your RB1 on bye week, I can accept these guys. Certainly you can accept Eli Mitchell. 
if he plays. Dealing with a rib injury so far this week, didn't practice today. My guess is it's just some maintenance after this guy has seen 81% of rush attempts across his four starts. Last week was his kind of Mona Lisa with over 130 rushing yards, a season high there. The RB4 in fantasy this week, RB5 the week before, 17 and 20. So he's had 16, 5, 17 and 20 in his four starts. But the rush attempts, again, 19, 17, 18, and 18, smaller back that they just love to use as a workhorse. It's too bad that he doesn't get the receiving volume at all. That all goes to Hasty. The guy can catch. I don't get it. They got to get expel him sometimes, I guess. Arizona has been pretty good against running backs, 26th. So, you know, seventh fewest points allowed to the position. But Eli Mitchell, he's crushing it. Any, any back, we've said this time and time again, that gets meaningful volume in a Kyle Shanahan zone scheme is going to be valid. Cordell Patterson, RB7 in points per game. What else needs to be said? New Orleans, a very tough matchup. But with no Calvin Ridley, I think you're going to see more routes run in, in addition to the usual 12 to 15 carries we get. Still a great play. I do love Josh Jacobs, assuming he plays. Uh, gets a Giants team. That has surrendered the – let me look that up real quick. We saw Derek Gore running up their throats. 11th. Yeah, Frank Gore's grant, grants on there. Uh, we've seen Josh Jacobs score a touchdown in all but one start. So in f- four or five games, he has at least one touchdown. 16-6, 13-14, 13. So ceiling, not all that high, but floor, extremely high, assuming that he makes it through the games. The latest is he did practice Wednesday with a chest injury after the bye. Um, so solid. You got to expect him out there and you can find, expect him to find the end zone against a bad Giants team at least once, if not twice. So plus eight ECR. I imagine that balances out as people catch up to the fact that this guy's going to play this week. But as of right now, plus eight ECR, not too shabby. Then you got Michael Carter uh, coming off a game where he's on 29 opportunities, including an insane 14 <laughs> targets. Absurdity. Mike White has thrown to the running backs 44% of the time and 40% of the time across the last two games while he's in. He loves Pepper in the position. Indy is a tougher matchup, you know, 30th, so bottom three in terms of running back points allowed, but it doesn't really matter his running back because he's going to do his damage through the air. So solid play. I do think you got to be a little nervous that Ty Johnson has been pretty involved but about 70% of snaps over the last two games have gone to Carter since Coleman's been out. I think you can start him with pretty good confidence this week. Uh, Damian Harris right by, behind him. Carolina, they rank as the second hardest matchup for running backs, but we've seen you know, Dalvin Cook go crazy on them. They've been exploited. Um, good good front seven, good solid front seven. And we have seen Belichick like sneaky abandon the run completely <laughs> at times. So I am minus four ECR on Dame Harris, but this guy has been the definition of a workhorse these last few weeks, as you can see here. Um, His game log, 10, 17, 23, and 14. So nice, sturdy floor, running back 12, 2, and 14 these last few weeks. So I'm ranking him below what he's finished at. I just do get nervous that they might abandon that run pretty quickly. I do love Devontae Booker, assuming that Barkley, who's now in COVID protocol, doesn't play. Love Booker this week, facing a Raiders team that is giving up the 10th most points to the position, uh, nearly a touchdown per week uh, at this point, 0.9 touchdowns per, per game. So solid, solid averages in that sense. And Booker, since taking over, he had kind of a dud seven-point day uh, against the Rams, but when he's seen meaningful work uh, against Dallas week five when Barkley first went out, 16 carries, he had 12 carries the next week, 14 carries the week after that, and 15 more importantly, three, four, two, and five receptions. 
He's put up 18, 7, 13, 13. Nice, solid, sturdy floor there for Devontae Booker. Now in a good matchup. I think he's going to find the end zone uh, in a game that I wouldn't be surprised to see shoot out there. Chuba Hubbard, assuming that McCaffrey doesn't play, will be my number 17 running back. He's been a volume beast around 70% of the total touches, uh, around 85% of just the carries. When you look at that since 13, 13, 6, 13. So not like an amazing ceiling, but a nice, solid. And that's in, that's in a standard. So let me go to half PPR now, 16, 13, 8, 14. So Booker's numbers are actually probably even better than what I was just reading off. Top 20 in three of the four weeks. Yeah, solid four. That, that's really what it comes down to. Khalil Herbert, 100-yard streak was broken last week, and now he gets Pittsburgh, who is the seventh hardest matchup for running backs. But the guy ran for over 100 yards against Tampa Bay. He can do it against anybody. Still involved in like 75 to 80% of the snaps and touches across these last couple of games. Did get dinged up a little bit last week, but I still love Herbert as just a feature back and a, a run-centric attack. And certainly if Matt Nagy's gone, let's, you know, Recover from your COVID at a nice slow pace. We don't want you to be permanently sick or anything of that nature, but no need to rush back, Matt Nagy. Zach Moss against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's bad against everything. 13th most points allowed to running backs. Moss had that one dud before the bye. But ever since that, other than that, he's had double digits in every game in PPR settings. Six catches last week on seven targets. Didn't find the end zone, but very encouraging usage. Just a, a sturdy floor, like not sexy, not somebody you need to have in, but a nice floor should you play him. And then we'll move on to now like your your flex acceptable plays. You have him at Rory Mac too. You're probably hurting a little bit, but let's dive in. <laughs> I think I do like Miles Gaskin a little bit more than what I have him ranked here. So I'm gonna bump him up ahead of Scott. He no Malcolm Brown. It wasn't insane volume in his first game without him, but played around 65% of snaps, saw 12 carries, three receptions, only put up seven points on it, but that was, a, that was against Buffalo, who's the hardest matchup for everything, for quarterbacks, for running backs, every position. Now he gets a Houston team that's given up the six most points, two running backs, second most yards per game, 129 yards, uh, plenty of receiving volume. I, I think Gaskin's a, a good bet for 80 to 100 yards on the ground, probably finds the end zone. Uh, so a little bit too low on him, in my opinion. I actually think I'm going to bump him ahead of Zach Moss. Just more ceiling. As soon as the famous last words, though, as soon as you trust this guy is when he kicks you in the balls. I, I guess I didn't touch upon Edmonds, who has seen more carries than James Conner these last couple weeks. 10 and 14 points, running back 26 and 16 in half PPR leagues. Solid. But it's when you lose those goal line capping touches, it is tough. And that, speaking of the devil, James Conner, running back 25. If he doesn't score touchdowns, he's going to be horrible, but the man just keeps eating touchdowns, so we can't rule him out. AP, though, right there at 24. As you can see, plus 12 VCR. I'm staking my claim in the guy. I think he's going to be the one that takes over the lead back duties for the Titans. Uh, he fits the scheme so much better than Jeremy McNichols, who, yeah, he's going to have some receiving upside, but I do like – Adrian Peterson, fresh legs. I think he's just going to come in and surprise. And the Rams, sneaky, not that great. They did add Von Miller. That defensive line could get ferocious. But 15th in terms of points allowed. I think AP finds the end zone first week back. Let's make sure he's active. We'll, we'll get there. We'll check it in. But we shall see. Dallas has been much better against running backs than they have been um, against the pass. He was 25th 
So eighth fewest points allowed to the running back position. So Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams nibbling each other's cheese. Why couldn't Gordon get traded? We don't know. Should have happened. Didn't happen. You can pass him in the flexes and hope for the best, but not very inspiring plays. Hopefully you have better options at running back, but in bye week hell, you might not. And then Dearness Johnson, only uh, four touches. <laughs> That's sketchy. Did find the end zone. Looked solid on the work he got, but hard to trust moving forward. The negative game script did not help either running back, but yeah, that's that's about it for running backs I want to start. These are some guys I might bump up McNichols just because I think he does have some receiving upside. I sneaky do like Mark Ingram, who put up uh, eight points in his first game with uh, back in New Orleans. Saw eight touches, pretty efficient with the work he got. And against Atlanta, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him find the end zone. We saw Latavius Murray. You know, yes, it hurt Kamara to have Taysom Hill at QB, but we saw Latavius Murray feast. They kind of just turned to a power-centric, like high school wishbone offense in a way. And Mark Ingram could be that power back. Seemed right back at home, seemed running with more juice than we've seen all year. I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a solid day here. Don't Devin Singletary is too high. I don't ever play him. Don't want to. Uh, AJ Dillon might get leaned upon a little bit more this next week. Uh, we've seen him now see over the last three weeks, 11, three rush attempts. That was shitty against Washington, but 16 last week. And again, I think the running game is going to be immensely leaned upon with Aaron Rodgers out. So another 15 plus carries. Don't be shocked to see it from him. I, I kind of zipped over Boston Scott. I shouldn't have. This guy did see 12 carries. Three running backs saw 12 or more carries for the Eagles. Of course, when Sanders goes down, I just still can't get over that. Uh, but he was by far, Boston Scott, the most productive. 60 yards, touchdown, seen five touches at the five-yard line <laughs> in the last two weeks. Turned those into three touchdowns total. Two of them coming last week was the running back nine and half PPR. And he saw 15 straight plays with the uh, to start the game. He was the de facto back. And then the game kind of got out of hand. Gamewell didn't see his work until the fourth quarter when they're up by 34. If this game remains close or if they remain down, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Boston Scott sees about 70% of the snaps. So I think he is definitely in play this week, certainly above the, the rest of this tier. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want to skip over him at 23. McNichols, though, maybe some uh, receiving upside. I do like Hines given how much they give up uh, over uh, 36 touches per game to running backs. I could see Hines kind of be a sneaky play. Um, Carlos Hyde's up here. It, it's the toughest matchup for running backs in a bad offense, though. So, like, I play Hines over him. But Robinson's not expected to play. So that's just a bet on volume. But volume in the toughest matchup in a bad offense often is just fool's gold. And then we talked about your Ty Johnson. He saw a lot of work. He's been the running back 21 and 9. I believe it is over the last couple of games, 20 running back 25 and 12 uh, is PPR where he had more 10 and 17 fantasy points, six and five receptions across his last few. I mean, not bad, not bad for a guy. Uh, Indy is again, good against the running backs. They're going to swallow up the middle of the field. So it's going to come in the receiving game. If he does anything, we know how Carter's been eating there. And then like, you know, Mike Davis, ew, tough run matchup. As I said, the lower against McNichols. A little bit higher on Jordan Howard. I could see him finding the end zone, though. The Chargers are giving up the fifth most points to running backs, so we love Scott for that reason. But we also think the goal line hammer, all those guys above Kenneth Gainwell, uh, given that he was only in a mop-up duty, I don't think we're going to see too much mop-up duty. 
I think that's about it. If you really need a desperation, like below any of these, look for maybe Rex Burkhead, who saw the most snaps and touches, getting a Miami team that's getting up the ninth most running backs. It could be something solid. Uh, I still think this offense is going to look significantly better with Tyrod, but I don't know if it's going to be Burkhead or if it's going to be David Johnson, who saw the, the fewest touches among running backs. Go figure. He's going to be featured, right? Ugh, fucking disgusting. Uh, maybe Hasty if Mitchell's out is a decent stash for right now to see what happens. I think Ramondre Stevenson seen a little bit of receiving work. Isn't an awful play, but man, you're getting into pretty ugly territory here. Hopefully you had AP, you got, um, you know, maybe even Ingram or I've seen the Hines dropped in a lot of leagues. Maybe those guys can get the job done for you. Let us now move on over to the wide receiver position. Um, let me just pull up my wide receiver rankings. And Wolfpack, while I'm doing this, if you haven't already, please consider hitting that thumbs up button, helping us get out to more people. If this is your first time here to the show, uh, thank you for being here. Welcome. Awesome to have you. Uh, consider hitting that subscribe and hitting the bell. So that way we continue our goal to get to 2K. All right. I'm already at 40 minutes. Well, I am going a little bit slower than I usually go here. So let me uh, speed it up a little bit for wide receivers. You don't need me to rave about how damn good Cooper Cup is. He's having a better season than what Devontae Adams did last year. He's on pace to have the most fantasy points of all time among wide receivers to break Calvin Johnson's record, to break Devontae Adams' record, to break Randy. Like, it's crazy what this guy's doing. And there's no signs of slowing down. Now against the Titans who get up the most points to wide receivers, forget about it. He's going to kill it again this week. Devontae Adams, Kansas City, great receiver, great matchup. I don't care about the, the quarterback. He's going to force feed him. It's going to be delicious. Tyree Kill, similar idea, great receiver, great matchup. No Jair Alexander, love him. Debo Samuel continues to cook uh, with gasoline. I mean, the guy is just insane. Other than Cooper Cup, maybe the best single pick you could have made. Him, Jamar Chase, um, and, and Cooper Cup, the three MVPs in fantasy right now. All mid-round receivers. Keep that in mind for next year. But yeah, 32, 15, 18, 20 fantasy points across his last four. Top eight in three of those four games. I'm not going to do anything but continue to eat. Arizona is a decent defense. For sure, uh, one of the more surprising developments, but much tougher against running backs. So your second fewest points, 17th in terms of points allowed to receivers. So right in the middle of the pack uh, there. Jamar Chase, monster. <laughs> what else needs to be said there? Huge big play threat. Should have no problem. There's nobody on Cleveland that could run with this guy. Nobody. He's going to eat. Even above J J Stephon Diggs for me at this point. Jacksonville, awful. Not most points allowed to receivers. Diggs, Probably will get 16 a touchdown, but they're spreading that ball out more this year now that they have Sanders and some more weaponry. Maybe Dawson Knox is back this week. A little bit down on him. Do love me some A.J. Brown, but a little nervous about the Ramsey treatment. Uh, the Rams have given up the they, – when they shadow like that, they tend to get dropped like number one receivers by a shitload, and then the number two, they're like third most allowed. So maybe you can avoid the coverage, move them all over the place, but I doubt it. Still, he's too good at this point, the way he's been cooking. These last two weeks, 23-27, wide receiver, 4-1 and one across his last ones. And maybe he just becomes the focal point of this offense, like a Devontae Adams force-feed-me, Cooper Cup-style weapon uh, for the Titans. Then nobody will stop him. We've seen Deontay Johnson just cook, cook, and cook some more. 13 targets in three of his last four games. He's got 10 or more in all but one game. And he's never finished uh, in the last five weeks. He hasn't been outside the top 20 wide receivers. Just dynamite gold. Certainly in PPR leagues, lock him in. 
those are your your elite wide receivers. Uh, you know, obviously again, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, the cheat code level, then your high-end wide receiver ones, and then we're like lower end wide receiver ones, high-end wide receiver twos here from nine through nineteen. So it, clearly the tiers much bigger. Jefferson, big done this last week. Don't forget that he had 14 targets the week before. Uh, he's seen 22, 17, 16, 10, and then three. So a couple duds in a row, even with 14 targets, didn't do a whole ton. Part of that was a fumble, though, with the negative points. I think he can rebound pretty big against Baltimore, even though they're giving up the 10th fewest points to the position. I think CeeDee Lamb, you know, solid day even without Dak. Should be right back up there with Dak back. Huge, huge value every single week. DeAndre Hopkins, San Fran, uh, you know, Nobody can really run with him. They are pretty good against wide receivers so far, but as long as he's healthy, that's kind of been the rub with Hopkins. He goes in and then kind of gets dinged up. He had you know, two for 66 last week. Ugh. Before that, though, 18, 19, and 15. I, I still think Nuke, yeah, even though the volume, 9, 4, 9, hasn't seen uh, above 80 receiving yards. He's hit 87 season high. He hasn't even had a 100-yard receiving game yet. But he's still so damn consistent in the red zone and just – the number one weapon in one of the league's most dangerous attacks. He's going to be good. Keenan Allen seems like he's starting to get it going again on this year. It's taken a little bit of time for Keenan Allen to get it going. Philly is the fourth fewest points allowed to receivers. A little concerning there, but 11 targets uh, in four of the six games this year. I think we're getting for another 10 target type day. It depends on how, how competitive they keep it. Mike Williams, how frustrating can this guy be? Three and four in his last two. 33 before that. Then two. 30 before that, 19 and 18. A little bit more boom or bust than we'd like to see. You know, early on in the season, that X wide receiver talk was coming to fruition. 12, 10, 9 targets. 16 against Cleveland. But we've also seen five, five, and four target days. And it's not like Keenan Allen where you can just bank on, here's 10 targets. Let's see what he does with it. That's that's frustrating. It should be, but it's not. Um. Marquise Brown, I mean, I love the guy. Plus three ECR on him. He's he's killing it. <laughs> Wide receiver 11 his last time out with 17 fantasy points and 14 targets. Whew. Only caught five of them, but he, he's a touchdown monster this year. I think he's third in terms of receiving touchdowns on the year. 16, 20, 7, 17, 29, 6, and 17. In one of those seven-point days, he should have had 35. He had three drop touchdowns. I think he could absolutely feast on a Vikings defense that is giving up the six most points to wide receiver, particularly susceptible. We just saw Cooper Rush torch these guys. I think Marquise Brown could have himself an absolute day. Pittman, just a dominant alpha at wide receiver 15 here, which has me right in line with the ECR. That's where he's ranked. But the Jets, sneaky, like tough matchup, 27th. So fifth hardest for wide receivers, but it doesn't matter for Pittman. We saw 15 targets. Last week, T.Y. Hilton was in and out of the lineup. He's already ruled out this week against the Jets. 26 fantasy points for Pittman. He's had 18, 5, 19, and 26 across his last few. I believe he is the wide receiver six across that span. Unbelievable. How do you bench the guy? You don't. <laughs> that's, that's the H. You don't. Top 15 player. He's not, he's not on your bench this week. Robert Woods, again, Tennessee gives up the most points to wide receivers. Two touchdown week last week. I think we could see another two touchdown week. I get that, like, he seems like he's a bust because Cooper Cup has just been that much damn uh, more impressive so far this year. And it's like most of us took Woods over Cooper Cup, so it seems like he's a bust. 
but he's only had one game that's been below 10. You know, he's been okay. Been a top 10 receiver in uh, two of the last four, 21, 10, 12, 19. Like he's been okay. Now he gets a great matchup against Tennessee. Should be fine, in my opinion. Patterson, Thielen, it's all solid. I really love Brandon Cooks, especially if Tyrod's back. We raved about how, how high we are on him this week at QB 20. So now we're kind of moving down into like, this was like the elite wide receiver twos. Now we're in like mid-range wide receiver two range. And yeah, DJ Moore doesn't seem like he should belong there. I'm minus 10 ECR on him. He's ranked as the wide receiver 11. Let me tell you his wide receiver finishes the last few weeks. 58, 38, 26, and 44. Maybe Darnold being out would be a positive for him. But how are we ranking this guy in our top 12 every single week? Like, yes, he started significantly scorching, but this has been trash. Sanders, despite the goose egg, I think can absolutely go off against Jacksonville. Zero last week, but before that had not had fewer than 13. Had 20 in two of those four games. Solid floor. I know last week should suggest otherwise, but solid floor. I think Claypool, this is the type of defense the Bears that just can't tackle. You think about that like 80-yard touchdown Debo Samuel had. Claypool, that's right in his wheelhouse. Throw him a little bubble screen, he's going to rip it. Should be in all lineups. As should T. Higgins. Leading the target share right now. I know Chase does so much more with his volume, but Higgins has been an absolute beast. Kadarius Tony, I love. That should be no surprise to anybody watching this show, but I have him plus seven ECR here. No Shepard. He's going to be peppered. Moved into the slot. That's where he does his best damage. He had a 189-yard game the last time he was a full-time slot player. <laughs> See ya. Love Tony. Love Waddle. Houston. Uh, given Houston's actually pretty good against receivers. I think that's because you can just run the ball all over them. But they have given up. Where are they now? Uh, they've they've climbed the 13th most points allowed, actually. They've not as good as they were. They were in the bottom 10. They've week after week continued to climb. They don't have anyone good. I guess teams are now starting to throw at them more. And Waddle, you know, has not been all that efficient. But 13, 8, and 12 targets since two are returned. That's something. That'll get the job done for you. Yeah, five points last week. That doesn't get the job done. But 12 targets, he'll do more with that moving forward, certainly against a Houston defense. I'm worried about Sutton and Judy. Like, I'm worried about this. Is, is there enough volume in a Teddy Bridgewater-Denver attack? Didn't look like it last week. Four targets was the high. <laughs> Tim Patrick led the team in receiving with 60 receiving yards. It was gross. Dallas is a pretty good matchup. Seventh most points allowed, but I'm nervous. I wouldn't even hate playing Parker, who's still out there in over half a leagues right now. He's seen seven or more targets in every game. He averages eight and a half targets. Walks right into eight catches, 85 yards. Wide receiver, 23 and a half PPR leagues last week. A lot of high degree difficulty. Like Tua seems more comfortable giving him those jump balls. Like to see it. Cole Beasley, since... Uh, so now we move into like the high-end wide receiver threes. It does start to drop off quick. And these are going to be like the last guys I really touch upon. Maybe I'll toss out a couple Hail Marys for you. But Beasley, I think, has to be in lineups if Knox is out. 22 targets across his last uh, last two games with no Knox, including 13 last week, 18 and 16 fantasy points, wide receiver 11 and 16 and a half. A great play. Jacksonville's nothing to, to stop him if Knox is out. Even if Knox is in, he's still going to be a solid play. I'll probably drop him a few. Uh, Devonta Smith. It's the you know, second hardest matchup for wide receivers. The guy just hasn't been really getting it done. Four, nine, and two fantasy points. Oh, man. I think I'm too high on Devonta Smith. 
I think I'm bumping him below some of these guys. I, you can't trust this guy at this point. I'd rather have Van Jefferson in there. Top matchups for wide receivers ran just as many routes as Cup and Woods. Um, he's seen six plus targets in four games, and he's the wide receiver 20 in those types of games. And now with no Deshaun Jackson and Tutu Atwell, I think we're going to get plenty more options of that. 12, 10 in those last two. I think we're getting another double digit week in the easiest possible matchup for wide receivers. Continue to get those questions on in, guys, as I read about it. But I think Je- uh, Van Jefferson, out there in 80% of leagues, could easily be your your guy. I do love – I think I like Bateman more. I, you know, I'm already plus 10 with him here at 36. I think I prefer him to Renfro. Even without rugs, uh, don't even want to really talk about it. It makes me sick. It's sickening. Disgusting. Um, Renfro should see a, a solid target bump. Let's just put it that way. And he's already solid floor. That's all I need to say there. Christian Kirk, boomer bust, should have had a 50-yard touchdown last week. Of course, he's on my roster, and I started him. He doesn't get it. But what can you do? This offense generates those wide-open opportunities week in and week out. Let's just hope Murray actually converts on him. Jacoby Myers is, like, routinely higher than where I'd have him at this point. Minus three ECR. Wouldn't be shocked. Gilmore only played 16 snaps last week. Wouldn't be shocked to see that rise. He's been below 10 half PPR points in four straight weeks. Still hasn't found the end zone in his NFL career. He's obviously due, but... Clearly, it's just not – he's allergic. Eight, nine, seven, and eight fantasy points. Just like, meh. The targets continue to be there, but I just – it's it's very uninspiring. I think I even prefer Crowder. I'm going to change that with Corey Davis now doubtful. Bumping him up a few spots. Eight for 86 with his boy Mike White there. Out there in 80% of leagues. Like I go Van Jefferson first, but Crowder a great stream this week. Against an indie team, give the 10th most points to the wide receiver position. Uh, he has seen, as we said, eight targets last week, um, or nine targets for 884. He's seen six or more targets in every single game so far this year. He's got 16 and 12-point days, um, standards between six and five. So there's a, a kind of a gross floor, but he'll get you something. And he's I think he's going to go for double digits with Mike White, the, the great passer at the helm. Cobb, uh, now that Jordan loves the guy, I think this is a little bit too high for Cobb. Uh, certainly with Adams back, I'm just going to kind of bump him down a few spots. I don't like Tyler Boyd. I'm going to move him down a tier. I do want to point out, though, Jamal Agnew. Uh, against Buffalo, I don't know if I love him. I certainly don't like Marvin Jones. They don't give up any big plays. But Agnew did lead the team in receiving uh, 12 targets the last week. And they, they say he's their best separator. He's our number one guy. Lawrence talking about how I trust him more than anybody right now. Like, Agnew sneaky out there in 90% of leagues, more than 90% right now. I think this he's going to end up being like the waiver wire pickup of the week. Get get ahead. Get him on your bench at least. In terms of like plays from this group, I mean, Odell Beckham not even playing anywhere. They're saying he left practice, all that crazy stuff today. I don't hate Tim Patrick. He seems to be like the steadiest. Uh, like with, with Teddy Bridgewater, just has a nice rapport, but ugh. I could see IU coming off a season high in snaps and target share kind of reemerging this week. But hopefully you don't have to dip this low, uh, given that Van Jefferson, you know, Cole Beasley still out there in 40% of leagues, Crowder. There's some options that you probably can save yourself from dipping down here is how I look at that. Alrighty, folks, we will rip through tight ends. I don't even know that I'll cover defenses and kickers tonight. I'll, I'll do it like in two minutes or less type of thing because we do have 29 questions. Let's get that on up. Let's get that to 40 questions, at least, folks. Uh, but we'll rip through these tight ends really quickly and then uh, continue on our merry way. 
Travis Kelsey, what's going on with this guy? This is breaking my back. I, I love the guy. He's been the number one tight end in fantasy, but three points last week. Tight end 25, 6, 5, 8, and 32. I mean, he was one and one, two, and three, I think, every single week but two last year. This is this is getting a little ugly. Granted, he did have 15, 14, and 10 in the three weeks before last week, but three? Good thing Green Bay's defense is a pretty solid matchup for the guy uh, coming up. He's still your number one in a tier by himself, but I do think Darren Waller, who's back to full health, one of the ultimate by lows, in my opinion, in fantasy football. Giants, fine matchup, middle of the pack. Uh, they are giving up. Where are the Giants on here? 18th most. So, yeah, middle of the pack. Waller, I, I really do think, is one of the best by lows in fantasy. Higher on Gusecki than uh, the ECR this week, three, plus three ECR. He gets a Houston team that has been getting demolished by the tenant position. Fourth most points, but particularly – in terms of TDs, uh, they are just getting smoked by by t- uh, tight ends. I think Gasecki is going to absolutely feast against this team. Um, not really. It's a matchup. The player has been unbelievable. He's been the, a top. Let me just pull it up real quick, just because I know last week was uninspiring, but 14, 14, 6, 16, 18, 8. Top 10 in five of those six weeks. Top seven and four of those six, top five and, and over half. Pretty damn good for Mike Biscaffi. Three out of five games, he's been top five and top 10 and four. I mean, great. Good stuff there. Even above Mark Andrews, that's a little bit of a risk, but Minnesota, you know, it's not that they're great, but seven points, uh, seven fewest points allowed to tight ends. Andrews' matchup proof. He's like, in fact, he's leading the position in points per game, but I just love Gasecki's matchup and I love Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. That's really what it comes down to. It's not that I'm low on Andrews. I think he's still going to be fine. But Kyle Pitts, right below him. I'm a little bit nervous without Ridley that Pitts might just get taken out as defenders focus on him. You know, we had 22 and 20 point days. Looked like this was going to be the breakout, you know, monster tight end, and then two against Carolina. New Orleans has given up the fifth fewest points, two tight ends. They're pretty good at generous against wide receivers. You got to consider him a wide receiver at this point, but. I would be shocked if he doesn't get number one attention with like double doubles on nearly every play. They have no one else. Still though, too talented to rank much low this, but I am minus two ECR on him for the week. And then as you can see, uh, you know, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant. Uh, Noah Fant, is he not playing this week? Um, Oh, on the COVID list. Likely to miss the week. Okay. So I need to change that. And let's see, Albert O will get bumped into just ahead of. I do like Fry. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Albert O here at 17. So, oh, I exited the wrong guy. I meant to exit a Noah Fant and end up exiting out of Dallas Goddard. Let me uh, refresh this. Thanks for your patience, folks. We'll be right to your questions in a second when I'm not an absolute spaz. <laughs> but I do need to refresh this. Because I don't want to forget Dallas Goddard flex rankings. Ooh. Who's the Wolves flex rankings? I never released my flex rankings. Maybe I can make you guys pay for those. Would people pay for flex rankings? I don't know. All right, let's get uh, Dallas Goddard in here. My tight end six. Ten plus points in both games, PPR-wise at least, without um, 
Zach Ertz there. <laughs> Blank for a second. Dal- Dalton Schultz, when Dak plays, I mean, there's nothing else to really say. The guy, Gallup being back could eat into this. But in the games with Dak, 23, 15, 11, 10 is four last games with Dak. Tight t- t- end for all those games. Seven, eight, 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 six targets. I mean, beautiful, beautiful stuff. So number seven tight end, as long as Dak's out there. If he's not, we'll have to readjust. Henry, touchdown in four to five weeks. Gets Carolina, pretty good team against uh, everything, but I think he'll be fine. A good tight end or touchdown or bust option. Tennessee, sneaky good against tight end, seventh fewest points. Higby, not the most consistent guy. He's seeing almost all the snaps, though. But six, eight, six, seven, four, uh, pretty ugly numbers for Higby. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too high on him. I, but then you got like Ertz. I don't know. It, it drops off so fast, as you can see. Cook gets a Philly team that's given up the fifth most points to tight ends. Solid. Uh, on note of Goddard, too, third most points allowed, two tight ends for um, Dallas. Conklin gets the most points allowed with Baltimore, just getting hemorrhaged by tight ends. 50, 50 yard day. Solid streamer. I'd prefer Dan Arnold, who saw 10 targets last week, or Jared Cook, a good touchdown bet against them. But if not, maybe look at Uzma. Cleveland is, where is Cleveland on this list? 20th in terms of points allowed. So not the best of matchups, but Uzma still got about 50 yards last week. So there's like a little floor baked into the huge tight, tight end one in two of his last six weeks. That's, I mean, that's, that's solid upside. We're seeing Fryermuth season high in snaps and targets these last couple. He's playing even better. Uh, that highlight play tight end. So you're looking at your streamers here. And I'd say the last guy I want to highlight is Alberto. He's out there in every league. No Noah Fant. Uh, Dallas. I have most points to tight ends. Alberto, whenever he's gotten volume, I mean, this is a big body that runs at a four or five. Like solid athlete. Should do some damage. I'm just going to, we've gone so long at tight end and, and these other positions that I know you guys are waiting for your questions. We're over an hour here. If you want your defensive rankings, you know, you can check them out really quickly. <clears throat> but, you know, Buffalo, I think Pittsburgh, I just want to highlight, they're still out there in a lot of leagues. They're facing Chicago. Great matchup. They're going to sack them all day. And then they get Detroit next week. Beautiful. Uh, once you get past these top seven, like Miami's really the only Hail Mary punt out there. I do see Carolina out there in a lot of leagues. This is a Patriots team getting better and better by the week. But, I don't know. I'm not even going to go with the kickers. Let me just stop there. <laughs> you can check out my kicker rankings at RoseTreeJournal.com. We breed and feed fancy wolves. Let us now get into what you guys are still here for. Great to see that we've got that mailbag. Let us now get on into your mailbag. I know that took a little while. Again, about 10 minutes at the beginning for your Aaron Rodgers replacement plan. If that's what you were here for, rewind it. Start that over. Uh, I'll give you five great options there. What up, Denny? Great to see you. Whom should I play? Boston Scott, Jacoby Myers, or Crowder? I like Boston Scott. Fifth most points out uh, in terms of Chargers, and this is their goal line back. I like him. What up, Giuseppe? Great to see you, brother. Picked up Tua. You have Rodgers. I think he's my number two replacement. Taysom Hill, the only guy I have above him, but Tua is even more safe. So I, I like that as a replacement plan for sure. I have Rodgers too, so I, I feel your pain. Troy Cohen, start Love or Mike White? Got to fill in for Brady. Oof. So you're telling me Taysom Hill's gone, Tua's gone, and Tyrod Taylor's gone? Because I have all those guys above either Love or White myself. So let me know if all those guys are gone. If it's one or the other, I'm going to go Mike White. I'm going to go Jordan Love in the matchup in the rushing upside. Wolf, McNichols, Agnew, or Julio for the flex, Matt Feeney. Ooh, tough. This is gross, Matt. 
I don't really want to trust McNichols yet. I want to see what happens. He might catch 15 balls and make me regret that, but I'd rather wait that out. Both Agnew and Julio in tough matchups. I'll go for Julio there. <laughs> Just Julio, it's a better player. They might need to throw more. Jeff Lee, what up, my man? Great to see you. Happy week nine to you. Absolutely. Happy week nine, brother. Got a bench one. Tony, Mikey Will, Devontae Parker, or Judy for Tro Co- Tro- Troy Cohen. I would bench, I think, Judy. I want to see this Denver team kind of start to find its groove as a passing offense. With only four targets last week, I, I want to see him find his groove. I have him the lowest of those guys, Troy. Fan- worst fantasy week already. Lost Fant, Tunyon, Henry, Rogers, Barkley, Ridley. Wow, tough. Yeah, you're going to hate cut. Yeah, hate cut Mahomes. I would hold off on that. Certainly if it's cathartic and this is just a, a dead season for you, maybe you just do it. No, don't do that. He'll get it together or at least trade him for some value, Mike. But yeah, sorry you got the fancy blues, brother. Like, this sucks. I don't know what to tell you. You're such a loyal viewer. I mean, I wish we had some magic wand to wave and help you out. I don't know if we're getting the sit stars wrong, if it's a bad combination of luck, like what it might be, Mike. We love that you still show up, though. We really appreciate it, man. Where would you rank Daniel Jones? Uh, I had him, what, at QB 15, but only 17, you know, 17 and 17 in back-to-back games. It's okay. But he had five and seven the weeks before that, so a pretty low floor. I'd have him below, I have him at QB 16 below guys that are widely available, like Carson Wentz, like Tyrod Taylor, like Tua. I'd have all those guys above Daniel Jones, Mitch. Wolf, half PPR, acquired Bolden, uh, Boston Scott, McNichols, and Samaje. Please pick two. Oh, God. I'd like to only start one of these guys, but if I have to play two, I'm going to bench Samaje P. Ryan. Um, I don't know that there's any other, like, AP's probably gone at this point. If he's out there, I prefer him to all these guys except Boston Scott. Scott's my locked-in option. If, in terms of anyone else that might be out there, I mean, his Hines dropped. Carlos Hyde's going to get some volume. But I would go Scott and McNichols of those guys. No two. Starting Cup. I mean, there you go. You're probably doing pretty damn well. If you have Cup, there's a good chance you're at least 500, if not well above it. Starting Cup and Devontae Parker need a third. You going Bateman or Davis? Well, Davis probably isn't going to play no two, so this one's probably answered for you. He's doubtful for the week. Uh, should he play, I probably still would go Bateman. Giuseppe, half PPR. Jacoby Myers, Boston Scott, Daryl Williams, or Hunter Renfro. I I I gotta go Daryl. I I know Derek Gore was a weird, like had five straight carries, found the end zone, and everybody freaked out. We still saw almost 70% of snaps go to Daryl, almost a hundred percent of the receiving work go to Daryl. And Green Bay's not a good run D. I'll I'll go Daryl Williams here. Happy PR. Who would you recommend as a QB for Jeff Lee, my man? Burrow Hill and Carr. I I'm gonna go Burrow there. I had I had Hill above him, but like that's just being cute on my end. Granted, Hill does get Atlanta. He had 27 and 28 against him, but is he less likely to run this year after the concussion? He lost a little weight in terms of being more of a QB. I, I'm bumping Burrow up ahead of Herbert and Taysom Hill. Cleveland's given up a lot of points to that position. I'm gonna go Burrow there. Ethan Pugh, need another full PPR, need another receiver. Chase Edmonds and Tony for Jamar Chase or Boston Scott and Tony for Deontay Johnson. I would I would go get yourself Chase. Love Deontay. Ah, 
Boston Scott's like nothing though. You're giving, you're getting I, Chase in a vacuum. I like more than Deontay, but you only have to give up Scott and Tony. I'd get Deontay there, and you get to keep Chase, who's a pretty decent flex, low end RB two type of guy. Unless you have like good running backs to balance out, like in Chase Edmonds wouldn't really matter to you, because if Chase Edmonds doesn't matter, you go get Jamar. But if if you use Chase Edmonds, then give up Boston Scott and just go get Deontay. Johnny Lau, need a super flex explosion this week, Wolf. Magic Mike or Taysom? I think Taysom's the better bet. The one risk here, Johnny, is Mike White plays Thursday, and we don't know that Taysom's locked in to start on Sunday. He practiced today. He's, quote-unquote, on track, but we don't know what on track for what week, for what's happening. In a vacuum, if we know Taysom's playing, I keep reiterating this, against Atlanta last year, 28 and 27, QB6 while he was a starter. The guy is the Konami code, but not a guarantee to be starting quite yet. So that's a risk. Do you pass up on Magic Mike on Thursday? This is one you got to wait it out and see tomorrow. Do we have any more clarity on Taysom Hill starting? If so, then you go Taysom. If not, you might just got to pull the trigger on Magic Mike. Would you rather have two or Taysom Hill? I'd rather have Taysom Hill if he's playing, but again, just happy we don't know that yet. Uh, so a two, a nice, safe option. I'd say hold on to him, and then if Taysom's still out there, like you can wait that one out. If he's starting, then you drop Tua and you, you go get Taysom. But we don't know that yet, and I think Tua is a nice, safe option until then. In a super flex league with Rodgers out, yeah, it sucks, Yanks. Need to, two to start out of Jay Love, Mike White, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Colt McCoy. Oh, God. P.J. Walker. Well, we don't know if Colt McCoy, it, you know, even if he's – it's not Colt McCoy. It's not P.J. Walker. I think you're going Jay Love and Mike White for me personally. Um, I like those guys a lot. James Robinson rank. I don't think he's playing, so I'm not ranking him yet. Mitch, should he should he play? He'll be right in my you know, top 20 running backs like he usually is. But Buffalo, very tough matchup. I, if he could sit him, I would. If he plays, because there's risk of re-injury. But I don't think he's playing this week. Is there anything that I missed that suggests he would? And again, guys, meant to ask before we got in here, but if you like this, please hit that thumbs up button. Help us get out to more people. Share, retweet, drop it in wherever. Hit the heart button. All that stuff. It, it truly, I know it, it seems like I'm a little beggar, but it, I wouldn't ask for it if it didn't truly help us out. Good freeway. You want to pay and help us? Super chat's right there, but I know it's not a uh, as time sensitive of a night tonight. Uh, we'll cut it short at 830, though, when I got to get going here. Uh, so anything at, at, until 830, I will answer, but I got to get running then. Need two receivers out of Cooks, Bateman, Van Jefferson, Brian Edwards for Yanks. Um, I love Brandon Cooks the most. And Van versus Bateman is tricky for me. I think I want to go Van here. What up, Joe Zal? Good to see you, brother. Thanks for being here. Kirk, Taysom, Daniel Jones this week. I go Taysom if he's in. Well above those other guys if he's in. If not, I'd go Kirk. D. Parker for Kane Z. E. Sanders, Daryl Williams, or Zach Moss in the flex. I'd probably go Daryl. Sanders give me, I, I, it would normally be Sanders as the lock Kane but last week I get a little bit of cold sweats thinking about. He should have had a bomb touchdown. We'll see. Kyler's no go. I need to get AB off the waiver. Uh, you probably mean AQB off the waiver, Bulldog. Wentz, Taysom Hill, or Mike White? So Mike White, you'd have to play tomorrow, and I'd rather wait it out and see if you can get Kyler in there. I also prefer Taysom Hill by a long shot. 
if uh, and same goes with Wentz, right? You'd have to play him. So I, I like Taysom Hill the most uh, as the option because it, it gets you the chance to wait for Kyler. I didn't forget J Rob. I don't think he's playing this week. Was there a report today that he practiced and is like likely to go? I could have completely missed that, Troy. But otherwise, I don't know about that. My wide receivers are Jefferson, Chase, D Johnson on my bench. Uh, you got Pittman, Judy, Corey Davis. Should I accept the trade of Kittle and Julio for Pittman and Higby? I don't know. I don't know. Kittle is just ugh. Like I, I'm not into the Kittle experiment. Hill says Falonini. Yes. Hell yeah, brother. What up, Wes? Great to see you, man. Wolf BK. Good to see you, brother. I feel like I haven't seen you in a couple streams. Love always seeing your name pop up. Should I trade Daryl Henderson for Nick Chubb? One for one. Ten man PPR says Dominic S. PPR Henderson has more value. There is the bigger injury risk, I guess, but we've already seen. Chubb go down this year. Henderson hasn't. So I think I, did, I just stand pat there. Henderson's giving you no reason to trade him, Dominic. Happy PR for Sarah. Zero last week with Sanders. Yeah, completely dud. Do I bench him and start Herbert or Waddle? I'd probably play Herbert here. You know he's going to get at least like 15 to 20 touches. I like that. Yo, what up, Tyler? Should I start Melvin Gordon or Khalil Herbert? Definitely Herbert for me. Uh, I know Gordon had the two touchdowns, but I think that's just a backfield I don't want to go near if I don't have to. You know Herbert's getting 80% of the work. Give me that. Dan Arnold or Frymuth, very close for both. I lean Arnold with the 10 targets, but the Buffalo matchup's no joke. Part of me wants to say Fry here. Go for the touchdown. Go for Fry. I'm going to change my rankings right now to reflect that. I definitely feel better about Fry the more I, I weigh these options. Danny Jennings. Thoughts on Callaway now that MT is out for season. Thanks, brother. He's been out for season and Callaway hasn't really done much. I, I wanted it to be something. I, I tried hard. He's had two gem matchups in a row and did jack shit. I don't think it's happened. I, he'll have a couple blowups here and there the rest of the year, but I I don't know. It's not, not happening, especially now with Taysom at QB most likely. I think he's definitely waiver wire trash at this point. Knocker Booker for flex and standard says face. You got to go DeAndre Hopkins. You know, standard, the lack of receptions, you know, is, is the TD upside there. So give me uh, give me knock. Oh, nah. Deontay Johnson or CD Lamb. I got to go Deontay. Safer, steadier. Bigger upside with CD every week, but you know you're getting 12-20 every single week with Deontay. 13 targets back-to-back weeks and three of his last four. That volume I can't pass up. You have Hurts, says Danny Jennings. Have a bench spot. Should I pick up Taysom? Yeah, I think you should. Just because who knows how much longer Hurts' leash is. I could see that disappearing. I could see him getting benched from Minshew. You know the Eagles better than I do, Denny. That big win against Detroit might have bought him some leash, but I don't see him last in the season as the starter. I'd I'd want Taysom. Yeah. I'd even play, I'd probably play Taysom this week against Atlanta over Hurts. Ayuk Gallup or D Booker in the flex. Oh, got to be D Booker too. And as long as he's out there, the other two receivers, I mean, no guarantee to any of those two. Booker guaranteed 13 to 15 touches and 13, 15 points. Lock it on in. Troy, I love Michael Carter rest of the season, but I think I got to go. Oh, yeah, you got to go Mitchell. I have him 11. I have Carter at 14. The risk there is Mitchell did not practice today. If he sits, that would really suck because you got Michael, uh, Michael Carter going this week on uh, week. Uh, on Thursday Night Football. So that sucks if you pass that up and then Mitchell doesn't play for you. But if you knew Mitchell was playing, this is something to find out tomorrow. And we'll be live 7 p.m. Eastern time for all your 
pre kickoff questions. Uh, but as of right now, I would definitely go Mitchell over uh, Carter. Tannehill, Fields, Magic, Mike, pick two. I'd bench Fields out of those ones. Tough matchup for the guy. I think Steelers are going to swallow him up. And Nagy's probably back. Carson Wentz or Tua for Ona. I'm going Tua. Love the Houston matchup. Six most points allowed. 42 pass attempts per game since he came back as a starter. That volume against Houston, field day. Texas Hustler, Sanders, Renfro, D. Smith, receiver, Metcalf, and McLaurin. Uh, so you're, you're starting Metcalf and McLaurin, I'm guessing, and then you're guessing which three. I'd go Sanders. I know the, the goose egg there, but I, I'd get there. Need one of Sanders. Yeah. So I would I would go, uh, oh, McLaurin, Metcalf, have buys. There we go. Now we got the uh, question out here, Texas Hustler. Um, you spelled McLaurin three different ways. I love it. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, thanks, boss. Always give that knowledge. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking in the knowledge, Texas Hustler. I love having you guys here. I would go Sanders over the other guys, though. Don't trust D. Smith. He has been trashed these last few weeks, and now he gets a hard matchup. Renfro, the safest floor, but I love the Sanders blow-up upside against Jacksonville. Someone dropped Booker. How much fab? Uh, yeah, like you said, it's a one-week rental, and maybe not even this week. Like, There's a chance Saquon's back, so I wouldn't go crazy. If we know Saquon's ruled out and you need the rental, 10 bucks. But as you said, it's a one-week thing, so I wouldn't go nuts. Herbert or D. Williams, Chiefs at Flex. I prefer Herbert, just a little slightly there, Texas Hustler. I have Deontay and Mike Williams at receiver and Pittman Jr. at Flex. Oh, I love it. Should I start Amari over any of them? I love Amari, especially after last week, but no. I prefer all three of those guys. You could consider Amari over Mike Williams. I think you definitely play Pittman. What I would say is, though, put Pittman at wide receiver and move one of the other guys. Deontay's locked in. Pittman locked in at wide receiver. Put Mike Williams in the flex. So that way, just in case something happens, you have a little bit more flexibility to fill that. You never want to put a Thursday night guy in your flex. Pittman's or Woods rest of the season for Shia. I think it's Pittman. Love me some Woods as a player, but Pittman, the targets and the points, I mean, they've just been insane, Shia. He's a clear wide receiver one. Give me that over the wide receiver two any day. Yeetit. Who should I start with Aaron out? Well, I did a whole 10-minute segment to start the show. So you want some analysis on all this? Go for it. I have two of the highest here. I do like you know Carr as the highest floor. I don't like Kirk. I'm, I'm not doing Kirk here. So, you know, if you don't – and you say you don't trust Tua. I, I like Tua. He's my favorite of these three. But Carr is the highest floor for sure. I don't like Danny Dimes. Um Trust your gut always. Go car. Like, by far, again, the highest floor, 20 points in two straight since Gruden got fired, you know, over 300 yards in all but two games this year. The best floor by far. But I think two against Houston's your your highest upside, and that's the play I would go with. Say a prayer for me that I land AP. Prayers up, Denny. Uh, thanks as always, Wolf. Good luck. I hope you get him. I love AP as this week's top waiver wire priority. We can't sit here and pretend like it's Derrick Henry walking. And, you know, this is a 36-year-old. Could be dust completely, but I think the system, 28.7 running back carries a week, 260 lead the NFL, 13 touchdowns a second, over 1,100 yards a second, rushing yards on the ground. It's a huge ground pie, and I think Adrian Peterson is the most seamless fit compared to McNichols. Got aggressive this week, says Gary. You made three trades. Got Cook, Andrews, and Fournette, and B. Cooks. I love it. Okay. I mean, you got studs. So uh, Mahomes, Taylor, D. Cook, A.J. Brown, B. Cook. Oh, man. Gary, come on. I'm trying to get me all horned up before I leave. You did a good job. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the free Viagra, Gary. 
Awesome roster. Well done. I don't know what you gave up to get those guys, but you got aggressive and you got yourself a fucking stacked roster. Love to see it. That's a title team right there. Awesome stuff. Wolfpack, thanks again so much for being here, asking your questions, interacting. On your way out, if you didn't hit the thumbs up button, please consider doing that for us. If you haven't subbed already, keep helping us get up every week, 10, 20 more, or every day rather. Love to see it. Let's get to that uh, 2,000 goal by the end of the season. We might even hit that in a few weeks. It would be awesome. We don't want to jinx it, but we're, our goal was to get to 2K subs by the end of the year. Would love if you guys continue to help us grow, share us out with people that you might not be competing with. Thanks again so much for being here. You can check out these rankings at RotoStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you fantasy wolves. We have the iOS app, cleanest form of the rankings, and your stock watching all our good news there. The best content in the game. And you can find this pod at the Fantasy Fullback Dive if you prefer that to being here at the live stream at all. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks again so much. GT, you got to get both in there. Godwin's not playing, though, this week. So just keep that in mind. You're not, you're not going to play Godwin on his bye. You're the man, Johnny Lau. You guys are the best. Thanks again so much for being here, for all your support. We will see you tomorrow with the Truth Live at 7 p.m. Eastern time for your Thursday night football kickoff, baby. Let's get it this week, Wolfpack. And a world full of fancy sheep. Be the wolf. Later, guys. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Old-fashioned football right there, folks.